The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Leadership today is more than just a position in an organization. It's also a mix of proven practices that produce results. Welcome to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Our program will bring you the how and why of successfully led businesses or organizations with not-for-profit goals and how you can apply the Adesis Methodology and make it work for you. Now, here is Dr. Ishak Adesis. Hello, hello, hello to everyone. We are back again for another interview with a very interesting person, Eduardo Fabregat from Mexico, who right now is on vacation in Puerto Vallarta. I'm still in Moscow. This is a pre-recorded, by the way, going to be broadcast in August. By that time, I hope to be Santa Barbara myself. And uh, uh, I would like to introduce Eduardo, who is a very good friend and has been a client in the past. Eduardo, when did we actually meet when you were working in Electra? What year was it? Do you remember? Uh, it was year 203, and I had the chance and the opportunity to meet not just yourself, but your methodology. And since that time, I fall in love in your in your methodology. I am using it since that time every day, not just for <laughs> the companies, but for my life too. Ah, thank you, Eduardo. Why don't you introduce yourself and tell us your career? Where were you? What were you doing until now so that people can have a feeling of who you are? All right. So, well, I am a CPA, a public certified accountant, and I started uh, to work in an uh, accounting office uh, Coopers and Libra, now PricewaterhouseCoopers, for eight years. Uh, since that, uh, I moved to a retail company called Fabricas de Francia, part of uh, Liverpool Group, and I became president. After one year, I started there, and I, uh, I worked there for 15 years. Uh, I'm being part, uh, not just uh, of the board of Fabricas de Francia, but the Liverpool Group, which is the larger department store in Mexico. Uh, after 15 years, I moved to Sears, which I run this company, Sears Mexico. We turned around the company, and I worked there for eight years. Then uh, I brought uh, the whole Lee's Claiborne uh, um, clothing lines to Mexico, and I introduced it to several department stores and, and other retailers. Then I moved to Electra, uh, which is, uh, uh, let's say, a um, specialty store space in electronics and furniture and stuff, and I worked there uh, for almost three years is where I met you. Then I joined Abyssus uh, as a consultant, so I took uh, almost um, eight out of 11 uh, phases of uh, of the methodology, and uh, I worked uh, 
as a consultant in this methodology. And one of my customers, it was Best Buy. And I started working with Best Buy as a consultant from this methodology. And they hired me as a president. And I started Best Buy from scratch. Uh, and I just get retired six months ago, as we agree, after five of almost uh, four years of working there. You were the you were the president of Best Buy Latin America. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but uh, starting from Mexico, right? right, right. And uh, it was an, an amazing and a very, let's say, pleasant uh, project because starting from scratch, it was just myself and my driver, and uh, it ended up when I left it that we had one thousand three hundred employees. Eight stores and uh, one distribution center and other eight stores under construction. Uh, and of course, Best Buy, as you all know, is specialized in retail electronics. Eduardo, you have a lot yes. of experience, especially in retail, starting with working with Liverpool, largest department store of Mexico, then with Sears of Mexico, then with Best Buy of Latin America. And there is a difference. What happened before you came to Electra where you met Adesis and what happened after you met Adesis? Can you tell us what is the major difference between the two? Yeah, and I would say Liverpool, even though it's in a great store, Liverpool, it's making the profits uh, just coming from efficiency, right? Why Electra, uh, which is using uh, this methodology, is not just looking for efficiencies, for effectiveness. If this is, uh, they are looking for what is really changing in the world and how to change and adapt the company to those uh, environment changes. So that creates a tremendous difference because a format like Liverpool, which is a format store, and nowadays uh, it's be- became obsolete, right? So uh, you notice that you're losing your customers day by day, and they are not the structure, right, to face the future. They are structured to be efficient in the present. In the present, so that that really, really creates a big, big difference. And uh, it could be uh, such as important as you can really lose a company if you don't adapt this company to the changes of the environment. That's my comment, Eduardo. What? Enchanted you, what attracted you to this methodology when you were introduced to it in Electra? What, what stood up for you, kind of a, that really made a point for you? What was that? Well, uh, many things, but I would say something that really opened initially my eyes, it was the syndac. How do you diagnose the problems of the company. What causes what? What is a causality change? How do you face the problems? How do you work uh, as a team uh, uh, with the problems? How do you solve the problems, uh, let's say, uh, in order to to let you grow and, uh, and face the future instead of carrying on your shoulders, uh, problems and problems and problems? That that really calls my attention. Or the other thing, it was a sequence. I mean, you first heal, then you take the, let's say, the business model to its full potential, and then you develop the company to get it adapted to the, to the environment. And that's, that's very, uh, let's say, logic, but, the, but that logic does not really, uh, let's say, operates in all the companies. It's a very simple 
but very, let's say, deep logic. Uh, how do define the mission? How you structure the company? How do you adapt the company, not just to the environment, but to the uh, different life cycles? Uh, so this is really, I, I fell in love with the whole phases of the methodology and really caught my attention. That's the reason I joined this as a consultant. Let me explain to the audience what is a syndag and its power, because it's very important, because Eduardo is here telling you it was one of the highlights. I would like to explain what that highlight is. When you go to a medical doctor, a doctor, first thing that he will do, or she will do, is a general checkup, just to see what your condition is before addressing your specific disease or problem. Why is that important? Because not all problems are necessarily abnormal. Some problems could be normal. And it all depends on where you are on the life cycle. Because as a baby, crying a lot and releasing yourself in your pants is normal. When you get to be adult, it's not normal. So whether a problem is normal or abnormal depends on where the system is in the life cycle. And that's what my book, Corporate Life Cycles, covers. What is normal, what's abnormal in a company? So what we do in a SIDAC, which stands for synergetic diagnosis, we diagnose the problems of the company and try to discriminate between normal, abnormal, and fatal that can really kill the company. So that management can then focus on what is really important and not necessarily what is Quicking, so they can make priorities correctly. But that's not the only power of the diagnosis, of this diagnosis. It's not us, the consultants, who do the diagnosis. We take the top management group for two, three days in a retreat. We teach them how to do an auto-diagnosis. And then they, the group of 20 people, agree at the end of the session what is normal, what is abnormal, where are we in the life cycle? What do we need to do to get to the prime of life, to the best position we can be, to be the best we can be, and a plan of action how to get there? Now, what is unique about it is that the group of the 30 people does it themselves. We provide them the tools. They do it. So when it's finished, it's not our diagnosis, the consultants. It is a diagnosis of the company, and they are all in agreement. What is very unusual is presidents of companies tell us it's impossible that 30 people, 20 top people in the company will agree in two or three days what are the problems and what to do and they're all in consensus cannot be done. Well, we do it because we have tools. We have the discipline, we have the methodology and I can assure the audience 44 years of experience, and Eduardo can attest to it, because he's done many of those syndacs himself. Always we succeed, because if you follow the rules, common sense, mutual trust and respect, we always end up with a consensus about where the company is in the life cycle, what we need to do, and how do we get there. Do you agree, Eduardo? Absolutely. 
No doubt. I see an amazing methodology. I mean, amazing tool is so creative and really being easy, but following the, let's say, the rules you establish for that, you really, really diagnose uh, what the, the company health is a certain point of, of time and if it is normal, abnormal, or, as you mentioned, fatal, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, uh, there's another one that you were mentioning that you were attracted to, is a mission structure. Yeah. And I thought over 50 universities, I think, MBA programs, no, no MBA program that I know teaches how to structure a company correctly. Yeah. And so many are structured incorrectly. That this methodology has rules of architecture. We have right. rules of architecture. How the structure should be. You should not have a bathroom in the middle of the kitchen when you build the house. The same thing. You should not have a vice president for sales and marketing. It should not be Absolutely. together, etc., etc., etc. So this is a very unique methodology that tells you what is the right spread of responsibilities and how to correctly divide them. Go ahead, Eduardo. Well, I, no, no doubt. I mean, not just that, but in the right sequence, uh, it's right. Uh, when, when you really, I mean, work as a team, uh, setting a mission of a company, right? Seeing exactly what, what causes what, what are the, the strengths, what the weaknesses, uh, in, in which field I would like to move, what capabilities I have to develop, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? We have a clear, clear path and detail how to move from here to there, right? And no doubt, moving from here to there, it necessarily implies to, to structure correctly the company. If you do mission and you don't structure the company, it's, it's, it's a little practically doing nothing. Uh, structure is a tremendous uh, tool that you have developed, right, to structure the company well, correctly, uh, not just by functions, but by time, who's thinking in the future, who's thinking in the present, who's thinking in the past. How do you connect one with the others? So so that's a, an, a, it's a beautiful tool that really helps the company to work, to be effective and efficient in the short and long run, right? And, and, and everybody's very clear about what is their, let's say, uh, uh, activities, uh, what's their, their uh, what they have to do uh, in, in certain point of time uh, in order to achieve that mission, right? Right. I would like to uh, make a commentary on two things you're saying, Eduardo. Number one is a sequence that this methodology provides a roadmap. And sequence is extremely important. As right. I jokingly say, sneezing and wiping your nose is the right sequence. Too many managers, right. first they wipe their nose and then they sneeze and they don't know why it doesn't work. Because the sequence Absolutely. was wrong. We do not do, for instance, reward systems until the end. Many companies come to us and say, can you design a reward system? We say, two years from now. What? Well, because you, it's too early. If you do a reward system without a structure, without a mission, without information, it's, a, well, it's like a bribe. You're just spending money for nothing. Uh, let's take a break, uh, Eduardo. Let's take a break, and then you tell me your comments after the break. Let's take a break. Stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. 
The ADESIS management methodology increases the speed at which organizations are able to implement change and solve their problems. The methodology introduces an innovative process, culture, and system that allow organizations to achieve dramatic growth in both revenue and profits. Build your success from within. ADESIS management methodology is delivered by the ADESIS Institute with offices worldwide, introducing a new management paradigm. Visit www.adesis.com for the ADESIS Institute today. The ADESIS Speakers Bureau can present the ADESIS methodology and its approach to harnessing the power of change to your top management team. The presentations, either in person or via a live video hookup, can be delivered in a two, four, or six-hour format. Participants can derive immediate benefit from the material and put their new knowledge to use right away. For luncheons, corporate retreats, and strategic planning meetings presented in a variety of languages, visit www.adesis.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to paula at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. Go ahead, Eduardo. Well, and as, as mentioned, uh, and uh, I haven't read this in your books, but I have interpreted your methodology this way. First, and this is the right sequence, first, you heal, diagnose and heal the company. Second, you take it to its full potential in the current business model. And third, you develop the company to get it adapted to the uh, changes in the environment. And I see that really as the right sequence. You cannot get the company adapted to the environment as long as you don't heal your company first, right? That is the right sequence. You cannot run the 100 dash if you are uh, ill or, or in, in, in bad shape. Initially, you have to be healthy, you have to be in good shape, then you run the, the uh, 100 dash. That's the right sequence uh, for me. You know, mm-hmm. you know, this reminds me of a sentence I heard from a homeopathic doctor. The homeopathic doctor says, don't treat the disease, we treat the person. Same thing with this methodology. We don't treat the manifestations of the problem, which are the problems usually a client comes to us. We treat the company, the health of the company. And if the company is healthy, the problems are resolved by themselves. You don't focus on the manifestations. You focus on the cause, and the cause is the health of the company, how healthy the company is, how much integration there is, how much waste of energy there is inside the company on fighting, on backstabbing, on miscommunication, cleaning all the inside of the company is what makes the company healthy. Uh, no doubt, no doubt. And let me add a comment to that, Ichak. Something which is another beautiful thing of the methodology is 
you know, developing a culture of mutual trust and respect, working as a team, very clear in objectives, structure, responsibilities, authority, rewards, etc., allows you to save tremendous amount of energy, which normally you waste that energy internally and you destinate that energy to adapt your company to the, to the environment. That's a beauty, a great, great concept of your methodology, too. I love that concept, uh, no doubt. Eduardo, why people don't buy it? Why they, oh, they buy it? But, you know, with such a success story, with companies growing from $15 million to $4 billion organically, and the owner is still 100% owner, like the person I'm going to interview in the next two weeks, or many companies, you know, the one FISA I interviewed, the first one from $50 million to, I don't know, half a billion, etc., 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 from $50 million to... $12 billion applied material. We should be the biggest consulting firm in the world. People should be knocking on our doors and we should be bigger than McKinsey. Right. Still, there is a problem. People do not understand it. There is some, you have difficulty with Best Buy to convince the president. What is it that people do not understand that is blocking us from becoming healthy and successful? You know, the, the, my, my perception here, Chuck, is that the train of these people, right, they look for immediate, immediate uh, uh, efficiencies. They don't see the long run. They don't understand uh, completely how to do it. I have, uh, let's say, the privilege of being the president of this company, so I call it, I impose it to everybody. But after a couple of months, when they started to understand and uh, understand the methodology, they felt in love with it. I already left the company there using it in the same way we started to use it because they loved it. They know that going with other consultants, as I mentioned, will cost you millions of dollars, right? It will be efficient for the short run. It will really leave the company in, uh, in uh, let's say, uh, anorexia, I don't know if that's the correct word, in order to face uh, the future. And uh, they don't understand correctly how how the, the methodology works, because I have to tell you, this is a holistic methodology. It really... Uh, focus in the causes of the problems. It really focused on and the important things. And, and I found out that not many CEOs or, or CFOs or CAOs understand correctly how the, the companies work uh, as, a, as a system. Uh, they don't know, and, and it takes a lot of effort for them to understand that. Oh, my God. That's, you know, you're absolutely right, because my, my insight is the same problems that people have in teaching you how to eat right with the right food and exercise and rest and be healthy. Most people go and ruin their health and then they do liposuction or they try to go on a starvation diet. They don't realize that health is an effort and there is a system to be healthy and to maintain health. They'll try to look for shortcuts and that's why the shortcuts are successful, and those that are dealing with the long term, having an uphill battle to convince the market. I, this is really, really disappointing, but that's what reality is. It's reality in medicine, it's a reality in all the fields, in education, in health as well. 
You're, you're absolutely right. They go for the shortcut. They don't want to feel the pain, right? They don't want to even know the pain, right? They don't want to face which problems they are really having, right? And what happens, not solving those problems, they are, you know, accumulating those problems and at a certain point of time they cannot work, right? There's no enough energy, right? Because they have more and more and more problems, right? And, and that's the reason so many companies fail in a certain period of time. Yeah, what kind of a CEO do you think will be more amenable, more desirable to deal with this methodology? And what kind of a CEO we should keep away from because they really do not fit, they will not work very well with the methodology? Well, uh, the, the people that really think they are the owner of the total truth, right? I know all the answers. I know how to run this. I, I grow it from whatever to something billion dollars, right? And they are not open. They are not open to learn. They are not open to be ready. But you know what? When Sometimes when they are start to open their eyes, and they know that they cannot manage that mess anymore is when they, they ask for help. But sometimes, and many, I would say most of the times, they ask for help when, when they, it's, it's, uh, the company is in a, in a disastrous uh, status. Sometimes you, we cannot intervene those companies because they are in, in the life cycle of, you know, their age, they are not adapted to the market, blah, blah, blah. And the sober of these people is really what kills them. Uh, I mean, they are not open, again, to, to listen new ideas, to understand uh, how to manage it, because they felt they, they know everything. That's, that's what I think. I guess the, the type of CEOs we should approach is that those, let's say, open-minded uh, people, uh, ready to learn, right, to participate, to exchange ideas. That's the people, uh, the, the kind of CEOs we should to approach. Thank you, Eduardo. Eduardo, you said something very interesting that really kind of uh, got my antennas up, that the methodology does not only work in business, but in personal life. If you don't mind, yes. can you share something? There is anything that well, you can share with us? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Ichak, uh, uh, we all are systems. So companies are systems. Family is a system. Myself is a system, right? So you got to get the balance in your own system, in your family, right? In your company, in your country, right? So if you are on balance, uh, you will uh, have manifestations. Problems are manifestations of uh, unbalanced subsistence, right? And uh, if you... If you get yourself in balance, right, uh, in your physical, in your emotional, in your mental, spiritual, right, uh, you work with your family and, and develop, a, let's say, a learning environment, you know, mutual trust and respect. You give them space uh, to explain, to, to, to participate, et cetera, et cetera. You, uh, you, you'll find that you don't waste energy, right? You use the, the uses of energy uh, is, is much more productive instead of wasting internally. As, as I mentioned, yourself, your family, your company, your country. That's, that helps me tremendously. Hmm? Eduardo, it's very interesting. How many grandchildren do you have? Uh, how many, how many grandchildren? How many uh, grandchildren I, I, do you have? 
I have three girls, right? Grandchildren, uh, grandchildren. I, 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 I couldn't understand you, Chuck, sorry. ¿Cuántos nietos tienes? Nietos. Ah, grandchildren. I have one, one daughter, I mean, grand, one girl and one boy, right? Okay, two grandchildren. Can you two tell this? Can you I'm missing tell you. This? I'm missing you, Chuck. I cannot hear you. Okay, let's try it again. You have two grandchildren. Correct. Can you tell their style already? Of Are the E-A-E or yes. I? Yeah, no, no doubt. I, my, my granddaughter, right? She's a, a P, right? And she is an E. She does not integrate. Everything is mine, 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 mine. And my grand, right? And my grandson, which is one year old, right? He's, uh, I would say, an E I. He integrates with everybody, goes with everybody, gets uh, uh, from everybody. And he's so, let's say, sweet, so tender. But uh, he goes around everybody. I mean, everybody means everything to him. While for her, uh, it's nine, nine, nine for everything, right? But both are very creative. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, right. I, I want to tell the audience that this is very, very interesting. The model right. of a disease, P-A-E-I, can identify styles of management But those styles of management are driven by physiology. Oh, and people are born, they are born with this physiology. You can tell it with the children when they are already one or two years old. You can tell the style what they're going to be in the future. It is fascinating how this PAEI styles is driven by the physiology of people. It is, and that's why, don't try to change people. Try to learn how to live with them. Absolutely. Because they cannot change. Uh, no, they cannot change. There. Absolutely. Let's take another break here. Another break. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Learn about applying the ADESIS methodology in your organization's decision-making process. Our comprehensive training programs include a three-day introduction to the ADESIS methodology, Breakthrough to Prime, and leading highly effective teams, a detailed seven-day seminar. The seminars are valuable for corporate leaders, key executives, and others involved in the decision-making process. Our trainings are available around the world and in multiple languages. For more information about these and other training programs available, please visit adesis.com. Join the Adesis Graduate School for online master's and Ph.D. programs. Get involved with in-depth research into how change can be managed on many levels across disciplines and cultures worldwide. The clinical programs train practitioners with methods that have been used with exceptional results by certified Adesis associates and clients for decades. Core concepts include the proven Adesis theory and spiral dynamics, an emerging theory of human social evolution, 
For more information, go to adesasgraduateschool.org. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to paula at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. Eduardo, you built a company with 1,500 employees, big one, Best Buy of Mexico, starting from absolute scratch, you and the driver. Can you give some advice to start-up executives? What to do? How to successfully start from scratch? How to successfully start from scratch? What was it? I, I assume you had deep pockets because the company in America was giving you money. So you were not short of money. Or maybe you were. What can we learn from your experience from starting you and a driver all the way to building Best Buy of Mexico? Well, uh, again, let me back to this methodology that helped me tremendously. Uh, I would begin with this sequence, right? What comes first and what is fo- what follows, right? In defining the profiles of people who I needed, right? In which order of importance, what their P, uh, uh, PAIE uh, of each one of the position, right? Uh, to the birth of the company, to build and living the culture of mutual trust and respect, right? Focusing the energy and our strengths, right? Very important. What I really was needing. And, uh, and again, uh, the, the CAPI concept uh, worked tremendously to me. I mean, you not, not just choose the company, not just define the responsibility of each one, but what is the necessary amount of authority they have to have, right, uh, in order to perform correctly uh, their responsibility, uh, how to work together, how to save energy internally, how to destinate the energy uh, where it needed to be destinated or allocated. That, that helped me tremendously, right? <laughs> I don't know if I answered the question. Oh, yeah, you sure did. You sure did. And that's how you build the company. That's fantastic. And yes, fantastic. Uh, let, me t- let me tell you, Richard, in order to make sure that the PIEIs work correctly, uh, and I was telling you, I started from the scratch. I interviewed myself, 150 people myself, right, in order from the very beginning to make sure that I was choosing the right people. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, Eduardo. You have been very successful. You moved from being a mere CPA to be the president of the company and then president of Sears and president of the largest department store of Mexico. Yes. And then you were working, you were working in Electra. You were responsible for multi-billion dollar products. Uh, In Electra, you were multi-billion dollar products you were in charge of. And, And now with Best Buy. So much success. Have you ever failed? 
Oh, yeah. And I hear uh, more than my failing that my successful, right? Uh, when I left the Liverpool Group on Fabricas de Francia, I started a, a concept uh, of a, a subline department store called Garments in the in the city of Guadalajara. And I, I was so sober of my previous success that I didn't consider so many things. And I thought that I was going to make it myself because I was extremely good. Well, you know what? My lessons learned. I failed tremendously, right? Uh, this format uh, went uh, into bankruptcy in the, in the terms of uh, 12 months, and I lost tremendous amount of money. And uh, that was my sober, not working together, not taking in consideration others' opinion, blah, blah, blah. So, but I learned a lot from that, right? I learned from that. Maybe I learned more from my failure than from my success. No. Why don't you elaborate? What did you learn from that failure? What did you learn? Well, first, that you have to, first, that you don't have answers for everything, right? Uh, system people knows much more about systems than I do. Marketing people knows much more about marketing than I do. Real estate people don't, uh, knows much better from the real estate than you do. And I, and I, I, I get confused, right? Instead of managing this talent, right? I was to run this, uh, these areas myself, right? Because I was blind of, of sober. Right, and uh, that's really my learning. People knows much more than you do, right? Keep them working together as a team, right? And and create a learning environment. I did not create that learning environment, and I failed tremendously. Mm -hmm. Wow! You know, I want to to quote the Jewish book of elders about that says, "Who is the wise man?" The one that learns from everybody else. That's Absolutely. it. You are wise when you're willing to learn from others. And who is stupid? The one who believes that he is the smartest. I mean, this is uh, just the opposite. So you, it takes uh, sometimes a failure to give you a, 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 a hit over the head to stop your soberbia, to stop your, you know, arrogancy. And to really say, wow, wait a moment, I better start learning from people. But has it ever happened to you that you tried to learn from somebody and he was so bad and so wrong, you said I should have not even asked you for an advice. How do you know who is good to take advice from and who really is even worse than you are in taking advice from? How do you know who is good, who is bad? Well, you know, maybe it's my experience or my sense of people, but... Uh... Uh, let me use a very expression. When their point of view makes click in my mind, right? Mm, listen, I haven't think of this, but that makes sense, right? And, uh, and uh, that's when I think, uh, you know, this point of view makes a lot of sense, right? And you have to be humble enough, right, to take that point of view, right? Humble enough. If you're sober enough, right, uh, then you will fail because... Uh, uh, you you have no a hundred percent of the answers, no doubt. But again, that point of view makes click in my mind, right? And and I again, I haven't think of that. It's very very important, Chuck. Wow, I want to emphasize what you are saying because this is really important. Uh, audience, did you hear the word that is said? Makes sense. 
You see, when you listen to somebody, ask your gut, ask your heart, ask your body. Really, it's not even mind. How does it feel what he says? Does it feel right? Don't be afraid to feel. Don't be afraid from intuition. Does it make sense? Whenever somebody starts giving you bombastic words and very complicated answer, and it doesn't make sense to you, don't be sold. You want somebody who tells you simple, simple, simple is very powerful. And then it has to make sense. It has to feel right. Because if you are open enough, if you are honest with yourself enough, if you are not afraid to hear, you will know what is common sense. You will know what is right. You don't need to bring another advisor to tell you what is right. You will know whether it makes sense or not. Don't you think so, Eduardo? No doubt, teacher. I, I 100% agree with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me, so where do you go from here, Eduardo? What now? Because now you're semi-retired. I mean, are you going to spend all your time in Puerto Vallarta, or what are you doing now? No, no, no. Well, let me tell you. This is what I'm planning to do, but uh, for any reason, I have uh, I am being part of many boards in Mexico, right? Uh, uh, so more and more companies are inviting me to are inviting me to to be part of their board. So now I'm working like crazy again, right? And I I, I guess I mentioned to you I'm managing a, a, a project uh, for generating uh, uh, electricity to big companies. Uh, in a uh, joint venture with uh, an American companies, and it's, it has been very, very successful too. So yeah, I'm working ten hours a day again. So I, I don't, I don't see myself getting retired. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you're not going to retire? I am not. Mm-hmm. How How old are you? I am sixty. Oh, you're a young man. You are a young man, Eduardo. You have a long way to go. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Can you you tell us one experience that you had that you wish it was different? You wish it was different. Something that happened in management, but then if if you knew a decent methodology, you would not have made that mistake. Would that any experience you can tell us? Well, uh, when I was part of Liverpool, a company that I like it very, very much, right? And uh, I regret myself not to influence them more to be open, right? Uh, department stores worldwide is a format that is not working. Cost structure, blah, 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 is, is, is not going to allow them to to, let's say, uh, to be successful in the future. And I did not, uh, I, I didn't have, let's say, the, the clear ideas and, the, let's say, the energy enough to, to, to make them change, right? And I feel that as a frustration, right? Because it's a company I love a lot, right? And I don't see a great future for that format. Even though now is in their, I would say, in aristocratic, you know, I see them uh, going down instead of uh, revitalizing the company. That's I regret. This is something that I, I regret about that. 
Thank you, Eduardo. Thank you. Thank you so much. I think we should take a break now, and then we have the last 12 minutes to talk about something else. Thank you. Let's take a break. Okay. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. TopLeaf is a turnkey management development curriculum that consists of a set of 20 to 30-minute videos presented by Dr. Ishak Adesis, creator of the methodology and founder of the Adesis Institute. The Adesis methodology is considered by many to be a solid foundation for all organizational development. The Top Leaf curriculum is made up of three programs. Top Leaf can be used by individuals, by organizations, and by trainers and consultants looking for new content to offer their clients. For more information about Top Leaf, visit www.adesis.com. Dr. Ishak Adesis is one of the leading management experts in the world. He has written 14 books that address the challenges facing top management. Books by Dr. Adesis can be found in 24 languages. They can be purchased at the Adesis store at www.adesis.com or on Amazon.com. Electronic versions are now available for three of the books with more to come. These books reflect over 40 years of study in the fields of management and organizational change. Pick up a copy of one of the books for yourself or as a gift today. From the boardroom to you. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. If you have a question or comment about the program, please call in to 1-866-472-5790. Again, that's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to paula at adesis.com, spelled A like America, D like Denmark, I like Israel, Z like in Zambia, E like in Ecuador, and S like Spain. Now, back to the program. You know, Eduardo, uh, when we talked about structure, you know, and uh, you know that, but I think the audience should know. I was invited by the president of Mexico at the time, he sent the folks to structure yeah. uh, Los Pinos, which is a White House, quote-unquote, the Presidential Organization Bureau. Uh, uh, so I organized that for, for Vicente Fox. Uh, yeah. uh, so I do organize governments as well. But I'm very much concerned, and I got the top managers, top businessmen of Mexico coming to visit me, Santa Barbara, you know, all the big oligarchs of Monterrey, what to do about the drug problem of Mexico. Uh, I will share with the audience what I think, because I wrote about it in the blog. Uh, what do you think is the problem and what is the solution for the drug problem, uh, drug cartel problems of Mexico, which is killing you, absolutely killing you? Yes. But let me, let me tell you, Richard, this is my point of view. Uh, first of all, uh, the drug cartels and the drug problem is not a national problem. It's not a Mexican problem. Uh, how in the hell you're going to fight this problem, right, when the, when the consumption is in the United States? 
right? We have no authority over the United States, and the consumption is 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 not the let's say diminishing; it's increasing tremendously. Second, right. Uh, as you all know, uh, having a gun in Mexico is forbidden by law. You can be 10 years in jail if somebody uh, gets you with, uh, with a gun. So we do not produce and we do not uh, sell guns in, in Mexico. Uh, 98% of guns and arms are coming from the United States, and we're fighting this problem as a country itself, right? Uh, like for us, we have no copy. On the consumption, we have no copy on the on the arms control. I mean, this is uh, the problem is that we're fighting a war, which is not a Mexican war. It's an international war, and we don't see the cooperation of the United States or other countries to fight that. Right? So I will face this. I will face that completely different, guys. Guys, meaning the other countries. If you do not participate here, I am going to change completely. Uh, let's say the the strategy of fighting this world because uh, you are putting the the consumption, you are putting the guns, and we're putting the death. Right, we're putting the people. That's not going to work. Uh, so we, it needed to be changed with the participation of other countries. That's my point of view, Richard. You're very close to what I wrote in my blog, and I want to share it with the people. This is using the this methodology to diagnose the policy problem of the national level of Mexico. And by the way, this is being other countries as well. The problem is should be defined by who can control it. Not who is suffering it, who is controlling it. Because if you do not define who can control it, you're only identifying who is suffering from it. It's an academic exercise. So we are suffering. So what? You cannot solve it. You have to identify yourself who can solve it. The, the drug problem in Mexico is $32 billion market. That's what is the law estimate of that. With $32 billion... They can buy anybody in Mexico. $32 billion revenue. They can buy judges, they can buy the army, they can buy the policemen. In other words, the problem is not in Mexico. The problem is in United States, which is a consumption, where the market is. So the way to, the way is not to kill the mosquitoes. The way to solve the problem is to dry the swamp. If the market disappears in the United States, there will be no market in Mexico. There will be no $32 billion. And there, there will be nobody even interested in the drug business in Mexico because there is no market. We are attacking it from the wrong angle. We should attack it from the demand side and not from the supply side. Because as long as there is such a demand and such a tremendous revenue and profitability, there will always be a supply somehow. So this is a lost cause. And what you talk about, the same thing with the guns, by bringing them from the United States. The solution is not in Mexico. The solution is in the United States. And the United States cannot solve the problem because the drug lobby will not stop producing guns and allowing guns to be sold. It's a political problem. And the drug problem is being treated erroneously in the United States. We look at drugs as a criminal problem rather than as a health problem. If we look at no, the no. drug, if we look at the drug addicts as a health problem, 
the solution should be to legalize drugs, but not just to legalize, because then the pharmaceutical companies are going to make a lot of money and they are going to continue the problem. But yes. like with condoms, like they did with HIV uh, 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 injections, make it free in hospitals so people come to be treated and then have special places for people to be advised how not to become addicts. Treat it as a medical problem, as a health problem, not as a criminal problem. If we do that, we have a chance of drying up the swamp and that's solving the problem in Mexico. United States is fighting its war in Mexico. That's the problem. And until right. this, it's not going to happen. My advice to the Mexican government is don't fight the cartels. Don't fight the cartels. Really, fight the people that are the, the little robbers, the little criminals. The cartels should be sold by the United States. United States is really passing the buck to Mexico. And Mexicans are dying for, for United States in action. That is what the problem is. Absolutely. Oh, I have another question to you, whether we can use this methodology to diagnose the problem. Mexico has a tremendous problem with education. Education is very corrupt. I mean, your unions up there yes. are driving everything. Yes. How do you solve that problem, Eduardo? How do I solve the problem? How would you solve the problem? If you were the president? Well, again, of course I would do a much more deep diagnose, right? But, you know, technology would be tremendous, uh, let's say, tool to help that, right? Uh, to, to keep away, you know, the politics inside of the education. And uh, as an example, you can see University of Phoenix of Addis's Forum, uh, top lip, right? Uh, where you have tremendous tools of technology to teach people, right? And we'll start moving, right? Uh, away from from politics and unions and stuff, right? The education, right? Through technology, and I guess uh, it could be one way. I wouldn't say uh, it's hundred percent, but one way to start, you know, developing a, a high quality uh, of education for for our people. We really need that, uh, Ichak. That's my point of view. How would you develop? How would you deliver high quality education? When the channels are so corrupt, when the unions well, again, the again, let's let's choose another channel. You see, ah, you know, uh, uh, e-learning, e for example, it could be an, a possibility, right? You see, University of Phoenix having more than three hundred and fifty thousand students, right, being tremendously successful, right, through e-learning, and you move away. You move away the unions and the politics from education. You can have uh, a due request the presence of the best teachers of the world through e-learning, right? Okay. So, so okay. I guess it's gonna it's gonna be one way, but it needed to be diagnosed much more deeper. I agree with you. That's what I recommended to Ricardo Salinas, who owns forty local stations, three three ten network channels. I said, why don't you dedicate one channel to educational channel and teach right. and teach 24 hours around the clock different courses and provide a different channel for education so we bypass the corrupt educational system of Mexico and, and create a competition. That's what's going to eliminate the corruption. Absolutely.
by uh, by the way, Eduardo, you knew the previous president uh, Calderon. Do you know this one, Peña? Do you know him? Yeah, I know. I know Peña very well. Yo, you know him very well. So first yes. of all, I realized he's extremely handsome guy with a handsome wife. I thought he was a movie actor. I mean, the guy is unbelievably handsome. How do you see the new president? Well, you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, he's coming from a party which is qualified as a corrupt party, right? Fortunately, he's getting surrounded by a tremendous talent, right? And fortunately, Mexico is not an isolated uh, country anymore. It has tremendous amount of interactions with all the world. So uh, I guess, and, uh, and I, I, that's my perception, that he's going to need to be open enough, right, and, and decent enough, right, to, and he has the opportunity to do it, right, to really lead the country to another stage. And uh, I would love uh, to have the opportunity to introduce uh, Peña Nieto to you, Ichak, and you will be tremendous advice for him uh, in, in many terms, education, uh, drugs, structure. So let, let's uh, find the, the time to, to or the, the opportunity to introduce uh, Peña Nieto to you, Richard. Mm -hmm. Okay, I look forward because I've worked with eight prime ministers and I'm ready to work with the president of Mexico now. Eduardo, querido hermano, cliente, asociado, I really love talking to you. Please, my regards to everybody in Puerto Vallarta, especially to Claudio. Tell him to move on. And I look forward to meeting you soon. We are going to have the next year international convention in Carmen de la Playa, in, in next to Cancun. So I hope you're going to make it. No doubt. I will be there and appreciate your interview and your kindness, Ichak. Uh, thank you very much. My love to your family. Un beso. Ciao. Abrazo. Bye, Ichak. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you again for joining us this week for Adesis Methodology for Collaborative Management for Exceptional Results with Dr. Ishak Adesis. Please tune in again next Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until then, enjoy your weekend and a successful week.